Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. I'm Reek, and how are you? This is the email segment. This is my most favorite segment of my whole goddamn program. And if you thought you was going to get by without me promoting this party, you're a goddamn fool. My party, Jack in the Box. Well, it's not my party. It's a party that I'm a part of. It's happening on November 16th. Make sure you get your ass over there. You understand me? Get your ass up in that party. Drink the finest of Jack Daniels. We're going to have a medley of selections. It's not just going to be the black label. We're going to have the green. We're going to have the honey. We're going to mix and match, match and mix. And we're going to make sure we do what needs to be done. I know the musical surroundings that's going to be in the party is going to be nothing short of spectacular. And what I will say is please make sure you come with a full stomach. We are not serving food here. It will be nothing but alcohol. So, if you're going to be belligerently drunk, just make sure that your stomach is full of food. With that being said, I was going through my emails and I still am so backed up, it's crazy. But, I do want to continue with what was uh, told to me last week by Autumn. Uh, She sent in that long-ass email that concluded my show last time. So, in this particular week, I'm going to open it up uh, with what she said to said email. And... The title of this email is, It's Autumn Again, Another Long Email. Mm-mm-mm. Hi, Reek. Thank you for dedicating the remaining portion of 11.3 to my email. I laughed a good laugh and took down some notes. I knew the good brother would not let me down. A few things. There was no raw sex involved. I'm not on birth control, and that's dangerous. I'm sorry, and that's a dangerous game to play with a summer fling. So wait. You were having sex in the summer wearing protection? Having your goddamn bedroom smelling like oil changes? This is, see, Autumn, this is why you're fucking single now, man. Should have took the pill, or you get that goddamn, uh, that patch that cigarette smokers have to use when they want to get off nicotine. That patch, you put that shit on your butt cheeks, and you gotta get down to the nitty gritty. You're out here, halfway having sex, and you're speaking to yourself as to why niggas ain't sticking around. See, I'm glad that you emailed me, Autumn. This is what the fuck I'm talking about. Anywho. Also, the four other men on the roster didn't know I was sleeping with the star player because they didn't ask, so I didn't tell. But I'm sure once they realized they weren't getting any kittens, somebody was, and they wanted out. Sensible. You know what, Autumn? Although you was giving my man condom sex during the summer, at least you recognize that if you don't give niggas the food, they'll go to a different restaurant. I'm going to continue. You wonder what kind of dates I was going on with these men. They were all pretty chill things for the most part. Boat riding in Central Park, barcade, liquor-infused ice cream spot, rooftop happy hours, and your typical fool links. After the first day, I always offered to pay my part, but the men would insist on paying for everything, so I, so I allowed it. So after the first date, you offered to pay your portion of the food, which is dope. But let me tell you what happens in my experience. Women pay all the time for me because i have no shame but what i will say is it's all about the technique of how they're going to pay before i read this the rest of the email i just want to make sure i make this clear women want you to pay for them i'm cool with that i'm down with that i have nothing to say about that 
But when they're looking to reciprocate the favor, women then will go out their way to pay for you. Not because it's nick or neck or anything like that, but because they had such an incredible time with you. Uh, and since you paid for the last time, they want to make sure they pay for this time. But when a woman offers to go Dutch, like, you know, I'll just pay for my part. You're already putting a line the saying that this nigga is not touching no kitten. One, you don't view him as valuable enough to pay for his portion. And two, you don't, you won't allow him to view you as valuable enough to pay for your portion. So you pretty much set precedent right then and there. But you allowed it, so I definitely understand. Let me continue. Just my luck, by the time you got around to my email, I already encountered a similar fate. The morning the episode was released, I had to cut off another penis prospect because he was becoming controlling and hadn't secured the kitten yet. No dates, just texting. Went to undergrad together and always vibed. But I was always in a relationship I mentioned, so nothing ever happened. I just wanted to line up my winter cuddle buddy, but man, I give up. This life might not be for me, and I've accepted it. No, 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 you just... You just have terrible technique in certain spaces. This is where you have to email the good brother. I can help you. We can get tipped through this together. With you emailing me so grammatically correct, I definitely can get you in the right direction. We're not in this alone, Autumn. I definitely understand your reasoning as to why some men start panicking when a casual situation lines up in their favor. So good looks on the confirmation. Oh, you're welcome, Autumn. Thank you for your offer to welcome the kitten with open arms but I have, I have to respectfully decline like you said a few episodes back you don't have to sleep with everything that comes your way because some dope partnerships could be created and flourish i'm in communications and would like to keep the hopes of working behind the scenes or assisting in some way a reality i really enjoy the podcast and what you're doing so keep up the great content and maybe one day we can make some moves peace and blessings autumn well autumn thank you for denying my advances but just know i'm not that shrewd if i was very serious i saw your email about a month before i even read it and if i was on it i would email you personally like hey what's happening now you know i done uh i done seen your pics and i'm trying to see what that kitten be like be like <laughs> word but yes you're a professional and you know what autumn if you would like to uh, do things as far as my endeavors are concerned, I don't remember if you said you're going to be able to make it to the party or not. But if you can make it to the party, I would definitely like to meet you. I'm more than positive that you'll see some prospects at my party. Because as I always verbalize, the greatest of men are in tune with what I do. So if you listen to the Good Brother experience, you are in fact a good brother. And then if you go to the parties that I orchestrate, then you're a good brother as well. So, if you want to be around some good brothers, I suggest you get your ass down to my party on Saturday. If not, it's all good. Uh, you're incredibly well-spoken, and from my understanding from your first email, you're pretty locked into your career. And, if you listen to my show so fervently, as you say you do, you'll understand that my life is in disarray. So, if we can come to an understanding to get my life in order, so I can just be more than the funny guy that talks to a thousand people a week, and maybe, just maybe... I can become the funny guy that talks to 10,000 people a week. Then we're in business, Autumn. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, you did tell me that you listened uh, to my show at um at that white man's desk. And you find humor in uh, entertainment in my show, which is pretty dope. And just more confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. Because once black women are on your side, you can never fail. Look at human history. Once black women are in tune with what the fuck you got going on, it is off to the races. Just look at um Celine Dion in Jamaica. Jamaican women said like, yo, she's good to go. 
niggas was like, oh, word, we fucking with Celine Dion now? And now she's one of the fucking queens of Jamaica. I didn't make these rules. I just oversaw the rules in a book. All right, next motherfucking email. Here we are. This comes from Farah. Question from Farah. How can a woman be supportive and help or encourage your man to go in a certain direction career-wise because he expressed to you or you can tell that he's not content with where he is career-wise or financially? Farah, I just need you to just utilize some punctuation here, man. I read these emails out loud. You are killing me. I'm going to start from the beginning. And I'm going to try to infuse punctuation where I see fit. How can a woman be supportive and help or encourage your man to go in a certain direction career-wise because he expressed to you or you can tell that he's not content with where he is in his career or financially without making him feel the way that you felt in your last relationship? Okay, you must be referring to me. I'm not sure if that's what happened with y'all, but I can see myself trying to give advice or solutions in a way that comes off as me not being happy with who you are. It might it might just be that I see you're unhappy and I'm trying to help. Farah, this is an incredible question. I just, I'm going to try to paraphrase this email because I just butchered the reading. You're pretty much asking me, how do I tell a man that, yo, we can do better? Or how do you encourage him to go down a similar career path without looking like you're nagging him on? And you're not familiar if that's what happened to me. But you're just trying to come from a space a space of help as opposed to coming from a space of being unhappy with who he is as a person. And I wish more women would ask this because I feel as though in this particular regard, uh, women have terrible technique as far as verbalizing help to the man. So I'm trying to think of, should I tell you what happened with me? I'll give you a portion with it, with, as, with what happened with me. With me, it was very clear. If I want to be in this relationship, I need to be able to provide. I am unable to do so. To be in the relationship that I was uh, previously in, I need to provide stability. Can't do that either. So what was going on is slowly but surely, she went from being really, really in tune with what I got going on to just being fed up with who I became as a person because it didn't fall in line with what she wanted from me. Not from who I was, but what she wanted from me. That's a very big piece as far as relationships are concerned. And if you're in a situation to where you appreciate your man, you want everything to work with your man, but you see your man is unhappy with, with, with what's going on, then being like, yo, listen, I'm your girl, and I just, I literally cannot sit here and watch you sit idly by and just figure things on your own. We are a team. I see you're unhappy. I know you're unhappy because I'm your fucking girlfriend. I have sex with you. I do everything with you. I've met your parents. I'm around your friends. I know who you are as a person right now. I know your little idiosyncrasies. I know your nuances. I know when you're really into something and when you aren't. And I know this might not be your style, but we need to figure this shit out together. Because I want you in my life and I can't have someone in my life that's unhappy. I don't care what facet it's in. So we can do this. And slowly but surely, just talk to them. Don't just hit them with like, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should do this. Just, I mean, just implement things slowly but surely. Like, yo, listen, I know you was really talking about being an electrician. I don't want to push nothing on you. But if you're really serious about this, you want to start giving things a go. 
I saw a few things you might be interested in. Or yo, I I know that you hate your job, whatever. Did you ever really think about like what makes you happy? Or are you just on some shit to where you just want out of your job? Because I know what you make. And if you want to leave your job, but just be in a better situation, I just so happen to be looking on Indeed. And there's a few other jobs here that I think that you might fuck with because I know who you are. Uh, just update your resume. And now I mean, we'll do the one tap shit. And we, we're going to get you a new job because I'm not I'm not going down like that. Now, I don't want anything to be misconstrued because I know I have a woman fan base and you guys gonna be like, it shouldn't be up to me to have a nigga be unsure about himself. I need a nigga with stability. I need a nigga that's sure of himself. If he needs me to fucking do all this shit for him, like he, he don't live with his mother. He has a girlfriend, not a mom. Cool, you're entitled to that. But Farah asked me something very distinctive in particular. If you are the type of person that's supportive in this facet and you want to help a man get to his goals without coming down on him like a fucking drill sergeant, that's how you do it. Show this nigga unabashedly you are on his side because I don't care what niggas is telling you because niggas trying to do nothing but just secure the vagina and you're sometimes cool. And it's up to me to tell you guys what's really going on. Niggas do not meet women that are on their side in certain aspects if you can provide for them and uh you're just a good nigga and you're doing things all around and you're doing things to make the woman happy then that's cool but then you meet women that are super duper supportive but they meet niggas that don't know how to reciprocate good energy they don't know how to recognize what's really going on it's till it's too late and then the woman just feels used and abused so it's it's, it's a pretty uneven scale but there is a large 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 group of men that are misunderstood solely because you understanding who you're with isn't a primary focus of yours and if you think that it's a primary focus of yours you're sadly mistaken there's more shit going into what this nigga can do for me what we can build with one another as opposed to knowing who the fuck you're with niggas don't know who they're with they just hope that shit just turns out the way they want it to turn out and they're just cool with what's being shown at the time this nigga is a complex individual. I am a complex individual. I hate working. I would rather be single and be homeless than to be at a job for 40 hours a week that I hate. That's just where I'm at. Now, if you're a woman, you're like, oh, you'd rather be a bum than be with me. I cool be a bum. I cool me be a bum then. Same thing with the situation with homeboy, Farrah. If you want to come to him, just I don't I don't really know your technique as far as understanding who you're with. But just have conversation with this nigga and be like, yo, I don't care what you're talking about. No, everything is not fine because he's going to be like, yo, I'm fine. I got I'm going to figure it out because that's what men have to do. That's what men are trained to do. And the worst thing in the world from what I'm seeing is women are telling niggas how to be niggas, but they don't have to deal with what niggas go through. Nigg women can ask friends and family for money and all that type of shit. Women have a support system. Niggas don't have that. Niggas are told from a, a young age. Yo, you got to provide, 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 provide. If you're unhappy, so what, nigga? Put your, put your two boots on and walk through 30 miles of snow uh, against the wind and all that type of shit and fucking and make sure you're all good to go. And there's really no camaraderie as far as men is concerned. And yes, there are definitely women that I've come across that will support their man any way possible. But they'll support him without understanding him. 
That's very important. I really want you to break down what the fuck I just told you. You cannot support someone because you love them. You have to support someone after you understand without a doubt who they are. If you don't know who the hell you're with, how the hell are you going to support? Just by being like, yes, babe, I'm here. Whatever you need me to do. Look, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Is that not good enough? No, this isn't the type of support that I need. One, know how I know you don't know the type of support I need because you don't know who the fuck I am. So how the fuck are you trying to help me? You're just trying to be pushy. And you want things. You just want me to be happy because if I'm happy, you're happy and you're sharing space. So I know I'm bringing the energy down if I'm unhappy and because you don't want your energy to come down. You want to make sure I'm happy, which is pretty dope in itself. But if you don't know how to do that and you're not even searching for the information so you can know how to do that, how the hell are you going to try to help me find a job? How do you even, how do you even know what I want to do? What's my middle name? Just let me say just little shit like that. Like just the focus is put being put on the wrong things. Once you meet the person that you really want to be with, whether this nigga works at a car wash, if he works at CVS or he was a Fortune 500 person. You have to really look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, do I want to be with the person or do I want to have a certain type of life? If I'm willing to share my life with this person, regardless of how it comes out, just as long as he's in my life, then that's one thing. But if it's like, yo, I'm looking to do and accomplish certain things, and if you can't help me do so, I have to find someone that will, then that's the type of shit you need to be on. But you need to just tell yourself the truth. I just did a lot of talking. Do y'all have some water? Because I do. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a little pause, actually, while I find the next email. Whilst sipping some water. Do-do-do-do-do. All right. I have my next email here. Do I have text messages? I do have text messages. But them shits can wait because I'm talking to the good people right now. And this comes from a name that I cannot pronounce. So I'm going to call you Nikki. Oh, you told me to call yourself Nikki. Yeah, you're uh, come on, Nikki. This is this is the next name. Your parents are fucking diabolical. N-I-K-I-R-I-Y-A. If any of y'all can fucking pronounce that shit, y'all let me know. Anywho, uh, this is regards to a shout out request. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Nikki. My boyfriend loves your show. He's listened to all of your episodes repeatedly. He even has me listen to them with him. We just lounge around and drink wine or whatever we have for the day with your podcast on the TV. He also used to be a fan of the He-Man Women Haters Club, which made him start listening to your new podcast. So the reason for this email was to ask you to please give him a shout out whenever, you, whenever you're ready or get a chance. His name is Randy Red O'Neill. His birthday is coming up on October 27th. God damn it, I miss his birthday. Fuck. Anywho. And I believe a shout out from you would be much more valuable to him than anything that I can that money could buy. Thank you for reading this, and we will both continue to support your podcast with or without the shout out. Have a good day. From woman with a crazy name, send from Yahoo Mail for iPhone. Well, Nikki. First and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for falling in line with your boyfriend's interests because I know that's hard to do. I know he's a fan of the show. So the fact that you was even receptive to giving me a chance, I really appreciate that. Secondarily, um, I definitely appreciate this email because if I really, really listened to a show and a girl got me a shout out on a show I really loved because of her love for me, 
that is something that's priceless because that just shows that you look into the little things and the little things is what makes relationships work so randy red o'neill is definitely a lucky brother third uh randy my nigga red bro um happy belated my fault for missing your birthday i have mad emails here but um i'm recording this on october 12th i don't know if you guys are in the new york area but come to my party if not it's all good i definitely appreciate you guys supporting my show uh the fact that you listen to my show on the television while drinking wine shows that you view me as entertainment similar if i was a tv show if i was a movie if i was a play so i definitely appreciate the ears of both of you so uh to both nikki and to red uh thank you so much for listening to my show definitely shout out to the both of you guys and i hope that i'm doing my portion in regards to uh, entertaining y'all all right all right where we at no oh, i got 10 more minutes let's go with the next email peace and blessings og black man aka the good brother from amityville you goddamn right i am your takes in regards to power and ballers are spot on i hate to watch them both every week now because the shows are just doing way too much although they are shows with the best intros music on tv now nah, that's a fact like ballers and um and motherfucking power their music is bar none i have nothing bad to say about that shit anyway i was wondering if you had an opportunity to tap into the wu-tang series that is on hulu now there are some storylines that i question the, the authenticity of but it's pretty fire overall in my opinion with that being said how do you rank the members of wu-tang overall i generally judge people off of this so i'm interested to hear your response job bless deshaun well deshaun what i will say is both the documentary that's not a show and the show centered around wu-tang i have i haven't seen either i've been backed up as far as things i want to watch but um yeah man uh i'm just glad that balls is over they concluded the show the way they needed to and i hope they gave my son david what john david washington more work because i would hate for this nigga to have that dope show for all those seasons have that movie with spike lee and then you just don't hear from him and now he's a producer fuck out of here um as far as the members of motang uh how i rank them hmm well what i will say is I didn't have like a preeminent favorite growing up, but I would definitely tell you whose music, if each of these niggas came out with an album tomorrow, I'm going to tell you whose album I would listen to first. Cause I don't have like a favorite or a least favorite, but I will probably gravitate towards, uh, ghost faces first only because I just find this nigga comical. And I believe that this nigga, the gift of being able to say whatever you want on melody like he's not like young folk towards like mincing words that he's making up shit as he goes along he has like this unique word combination as far as his bars are concerned to where if you're not one of his five friends you don't know what the fuck he's talking about but this nigga's flow is flawless i just listened to his last album that came out like a month ago and it was pretty dope so i'll probably listen to his first then i'll probably listen to jizzas because i believe jizza is like a mad scientist and like his voice and you better diversify your bonds nigga like that type of shit like i just like his voice and i believe that he's very intricate and um in his bars and i believe he's he he's his his focus is centered around what he's saying as opposed to the song which i do have an appreciation for based on who you are so i'll probably listen to jizz's second third i will listen to raekwon 
because he's very similar to Ghostface to where his word combination as far as how he uh, formulates his bars is very unique. And um, even when he's rapping, he just sounds like everything he's saying is like the illest shit ever spit. You can hear the confidence in his voice. Now, I mean, he's um he's much more like West Side Gun than people give him credit for. Or I just say, pardon me for lack of respect, West Side Gun is more like him in this regard to where he talks about fly shit and he like he he says a combination of like fly things um as far he says like a combination of fly things in his songs and with the combination of fly things that just comes up with like a fly verse and i'm saying like the red uptowns touching the red carpet had to spark it got the red porsche to park it like that type of shit like that's like ray that's like ray kwan's whole shit and i really enjoy that after that i would probably go with method man after method man i would go with odb after odb i will go with inspected deck and then afterwards it's like it's a fucking it's a crapshoot but what i will say is inspected deck has like the best uh he has the best first verse and i believe in hip-hop history like abomatomically uh abomatomically uh what the fuck it abomatomically something philosophies and hypotheses where i'm here to drop mockeries something something like that whole shit on um triumph this nigga went fucking ballistic but i don't know if he can formulate like a good album or some shit like that so that's pretty much where i would rank them all right i have five more minutes shout out to you deshaun please make sure you continue to um write in and do 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 god damn all right it's looking like this is going to be a uh this is going to be a long email so this is what i'm going to conclude the episode with probably going to uh go into third 35 minute stratosphere here but it's all good all right this comes from king roy what's goody mo What's good, Emo? Now, before I even read this, um, my nigga Roy, he has such a, a way with words that you kind of have to break down what he's saying to you. When he's speaking to you, he's speaking in full coherent sen- sentences. But there's like this disconnect when he writes things to you. He writes things in his own dialect. And it's very hard to fucking... It's very hard to stay in conversation with this nigga. You, your brain has to be on a thousand. You have to understand every linguistic word in the fucking Urban Dictionary. You have to understand fucking combinations and all kinds of shit. So before I, even read, I don't even know what this shit's about to say. But I do know he's going to write it in his own King Roy way. So this is going to be pretty interesting. Anyhow, first of all, I'm extremely... First of all, I'm extremely proud of you, Reek, man. Now, let's get to the shit. Nigga, do you eat my grandma's food the day we was hanging out? <laughs> do lie to me, Reek, man. You can't lie to the people of the experience. Because my grandma make greatest blood clot food on earth. <laughs> if you didn't, we got to fight, Mo. <laughs> anyway, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I embrace this woman. Can you tell Miss Chloe to follow me back? Uh, cleverly chloe yeah sure i can ask her she's probably going to say something demonstrative and uh 
and curvy and curvy but i definitely will tell her because i appreciate her work for a while and content her lovely her lovely butterflies skin tone i answered her mad emoji compliments in that dm on the daily i damn near follow her for three years i'm like damn when's she gonna follow me back fuck it keep sending her emojis compliments and one day i think i'm here to laugh one time dog I'm mad I just expressed my love for her, but I saw her tweet she want to get married, Nigerian men, and I'm like, damn, she's too lovely to get scammed in her life. <laughs> I told y'all this nigga Roy speaks in his own dialect, son. But yes, I did have your grandmother's food. It was definitely spectacular. I warmed that shit up uh, the day I got back from New York when I was in D.C. Uh, this nigga has a podcast by the name of um, The Most Known Unknown. And if you remember when I was talking about this shit in previous episodes, the person that, if, if you ever listen to the show, the person that's just outraged by everything and always screaming, this is the person sending me this email in his own dialect. So let me continue. And Reek, man, keep kicking ass in this shit. Have guests, nigga, because I am making do your show whenever you touch down in DC PG era. So I'm pretty sure you're saying you want me to have guests because... You want to do my show whenever I'm in the D.C. or the uh, P.G. area. And I'll keep that in mind, my nigga. Your way of writing is so unique, my nigga. It's like, you speak so fluently, but you write like you're fucking delayed. And it's so fucking funny. Anyway, real honest question. One, what do you truly think about Charlemagne the God podcast and the Joe Button podcast? Flagrant 2 podcast would you ever do a guest appearance on those shows or those niggas mad industry ass widow and ass niggas and i need to know well i've never met charlemagne i've met joe budden a few times and i know kaz and akash on flagrant too what i will tell you is none of them struck struck me as weird uh none of them uh struck me as industry I don't know them personally, but in my encounters with them, it was always positive. Specifically, uh, Kaz and Akash, I've I've seen them more times than not, and I really fuck with those two. So I definitely want to be on Flagrant too. As far as um Brilliant Idiots or the Joe Bun Podcast, the Joe Bun Podcast doesn't really have guests, and if they do have guests, it's either friends of theirs or uh famous artists and i'm none of the above so that's pretty much a dub but on brilliant idiots i definitely in 2020 want to be a part of brilliant idiots and i definitely want to be a part of flagrant too uh that's something that i really aspired to do secondly thank you for connecting me to tasha talks she's an amazing woman and we finally meet thank you reek man and i want y- y'all to stay away for walt drunk ass because y'all my only new york friends i embrace and love y'all the most well, Walt is my nigga, but you're definitely my man. I wouldn't have met nobody in that D.C. area if it wasn't for you. My man Skino, my man Johnny Vercetti, my man uh, Just Ab Judah, um, all y'all niggas. All y'all niggas is mad dope to me, son. And that shit wouldn't have happened had you have not reached out. So I definitely won't forget my friendship with you because of Walt. I got you covered. And Tasha's definitely amazing. Third, and why the fuck your man Tahoe be wearing bad outfits on the gram thinking shit is sweet, mo? kill mo he's too old for that shit bad disgusting outfits i think he's wearing bad outfits for woman for sex and i fucks with his show amazing podcaster he's one of the best i like to have old son on my show in the future 
actually sent him our show, nigga, while back, didn't get a respond. It's cool, though. He's old, nigga, who can't see very well. Uh, shrugging shoulders, laughing emoji with an ellipsis. <laughs> well, what I will say is, Tahoe admittedly isn't the best dresser. He says it himself. He says that uh, he needs a stylist, whatever have you. And um, that nigga has fucking all types of followers and all types of DMs and all. It's hard for him to maintain his DMs. It's not hard for me to maintain mine. So when you DM me, I fucking see it immediately. But him, he has to sift through all kind of shit. So I don't know. As far as his dressing is concerned, you got to ask that man. I um, I talk about his dressing all the goddamn time. And the funniest thing about Tahoe is he'll be the first person to critique what you have on. But he's admittedly not a good dresser himself there's a dichotomy going there that i haven't figured out but whatever uh lastly baller season finale was great stop hating niggas and tell the people of the good uh experience to follow og foule now let me spell this for you guys og f-o-o-l-a-a-y and take a listen to my podcast about damn near nothing most known unknown podcast sent from my iphone so yeah y'all uh og foule please follow that man i guarantee that he's way better of a speaker than he is a writer because this nigga is on a whole different planet when he writes people when he whenever he speaks to me or texts me i have to really like sit put my thinking cap on and realize what the fuck he's saying to me if you just heard me read it out loud, that's the best I can do. This nigga writes in his own dialect, as I said earlier. But he's really my nigga. Hopefully, he's going to come to Jack in the Box with him and his DC homies. And one other thing I'll say about him is um, it don't get more real than Foule, son. Like, he's just, like, an overall, like, good person to be around. Know what I mean? And it's hilarious when you're listening to Most Known Unknown. And he's like, damn, Mo, god damn, Mo, nah, Mo, stop, Mo, hell nah, Mo, Mo, well, come on, nah, son, son, come, like, he's just full of just all these anecdotal outbursts, and that shit's just funny shit in the world, so shout out to him, shout out to the public school that he went to that gave him no gifts as far as uh, grammar is concerned, but he's still my nigga either way, so, all in all, that's the episode, y'all. This is going to be the last thing. This is going to be the last time you hear from me prior to my party. Please make sure you can make it. Uh, if you can't make it, buy a ticket anyway. Hold it down for a nigga that's doing the right thing out here. I'm not trapping. I'm not slapping women out and taking purses. I'm not running down on niggas with the gadget, taking niggas' wallets. I'm throwing parties and I'm podcasting, man. You got to support that. Uh, peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I will speak to you guys on Monday. <laughs>